Hey fans, I'd like to announce that the wrestling realm is now partnered with SeatGeek to save you $20 off your purchase. Use the promo code wrestling realm at checkout and you can save $20 on your purchase. So if you want to attend a WWE event, an AEW event, or if you want to go see your favorite sports team or your favorite artist, buy your tickets off SeatGeek using the promo code wrestling realm to save $20. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I recently put out an episode, a free episode of that, of Brian H. Waters' thoughts, where I talked about why it makes sense for The Rock to win the Royal Rumble. Well, what I love about creating content is being connected with my good friends, my family, my brothers. And on today's episode of Break It Down with Brian H., we're going to kind of bring that conversation back uh, where I won't have it by myself. I got my good brother Omar on here. So coming up after the music hits will be a conversation about why Roman Reigns and The Rock and whether or not this matchup should happen after the Royal Rumble. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. Today, I got my good brother, Omar, on the line. Omar, how you feeling? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, good to talk to you. You know, we was uh, recently together in Vegas yep. uh, during the NABJ festivities. And uh, yeah. <laughs> what a night. That was my birthday weekend. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate you for showing me love uh, at the Sports Task Force party. Uh, what a night that was. Yeah, man, that was a that was a fun night. Um, you know, good to see you as always, my guy. Um, I know it had been a little bit, you know, with me kind of traveling and back and forth between home and all that good stuff. So like getting to see you and a lot of a lot of good people, even some people back from college. Like that was a that was a dope <laughs> experience. So like, yeah, man, but you know, we here to do some business. So uh Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh it's cool because uh, you know, break it down with Brian H. I had, you know, kind of put it to the side. And the reason was because the wrestling realm now, which you can catch each and every Wednesday with me, the real Dwayne Allen and brother Hugh comes on and where break it down. Brian H used to come on every week, but now, you know, I can talk wrestling with my brothers. They available. So I said, you know, I do this episode sporadically, uh, but nonetheless, this is episode 256 and it's time to talk about Roman Reigns, the rock, the bloodline, Omar, I got to know. So I said, that it makes sense for The Rock to win the Royal Rumble. And the main reason to summarize what I put out a couple of days ago was simply who else is going to win and can really take losing to Roman. I don't see anybody in the WWE right now winning the Royal Rumble, dethroning Roman, especially as hot 
as this title run has been. So, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my my writer my producer hat right for this one mm-hmm. because I have an idea of how this goes, and that's not to say that your idea is not possible. It's very possible, but I think it's maybe the obvious route. Mm-hmm. I have one that might be slightly less obvious. Okay. Right. So let's so look at it like this, right? It's going to take a couple callbacks. Um, right. I think first and foremost, let's address this elephant in the room that Roman is going on three years as champion. Yep. You know, August of 2020. And then, or actually the fall of 2020, kind of fast forward a little bit um, at that point. So roughly, if you look at it, you know, by the time we get to 23, there's no end in sight right now. You know, all those rumors are speculating and coming about of like they have an idea of who it may be or how it may happen. Um, but let's look at it holistically. Right. The beginning of this story was all about. I'm the head of the table. I put food on the table for the family. Yep. He has to go through Jay. You know, main event Jay becomes elevated. Now he's the right hand man. Jimmy falls in line, right? You have the wise man and, and his connection to Afa and Sika. Mm-hmm. You then start to bring in, you know, along the way, now we have Solo. So if we look at it from this perspective, right, Roman is currently, yes, the head of the table. He is the guy who sits at the head of this table and delegates to everyone. My thing is, there's a shadow behind this head of the table because it becomes this thing of you're the head of the table because I allow. Right. Mm. And the callback to that becomes 2015. Yep. You remember the Royal Rumble? Oh yeah. I remember very specifically you wanting a certain someone to win that match. (laughs) You took it back. We was at uh, Connecticut, uh, the ESPN days. Yeah. I was upset about that. And a certain someone got eliminated a third of the way through it. Um, too much of the Philadelphia crowd, not, they were not with it. Mm-hmm. So in an attempt, a, a great attempt to boost Roman at the time who people didn't really want like that at the time you bring in the rock, the rock kind of helps clear the ring. You get that last elimination. Rusev was hiding underneath the ring the entire time. You get that elimination, you get that coronation, you get the moment from Hunter and Steph at the top of the ramp, right? So it kind of plays a little bit into, you know, that whole WrestleMania, uh, uh, Santa Clara thing that never really materialized. But at the same time, that's a very important nexus point, is that you have Rock in Roman's corner. And essentially in this moment, it's a passing of the torch moment across the bloodline. So now as Roman gets into this character five years later, it becomes this thing of like, oh man, like, okay, you had a table. Now you fast forward to 2022. He's gone through everybody. He's gone through people multiple times at this point. Yeah. It, it becomes a thing of like, who's next? It's a guessing game. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes this very interesting is you have to also look at 20, 16's Royal Rumble. Because if you remember in that one, Roman had to defend the championship 
in the Rumble match. Yep. He eventually loses. Hunter takes the championship. He then regains it at WrestleMania as his coronation. So with those two nexus points in play, the Rumble of 2015 and 2016, I'm looking at it from the perspective of Roman comes in here red hot, white hot. He has not been beaten. He has not been pinned since 2019. Mm-hmm. You look at it like, who's left? There's no one left. Okay, well, since there's no one left, in the words of John Cena, if you want some, come get some. I'm going to enter the Rumble number one, and I'm going to run the gauntlet. Really? I'm going to enter the Rumble number one, <laughs> Okay. I'm going to run the gauntlet. So, it gives us a couple ways that this can go, right? Mm-hmm. Number one, if they wanted to split the titles, there's a way to make it where both titles are on the line. I know they're trying to do it as a holistic, you know, two titles as one undisputed title. But if they decided they wanted to split them, there's a way to split the titles in there. But that means you have to eliminate Roman twice. So that's a new caveat. But then the other side of it is Roman can literally run the gauntlet one through 30. There's no one left, wise man. There's no one left. And every time Roman boasts that there's no one left, somebody pops out of the woodwork. John Cena pops out the woodwork. In this case, The Rock pops out the woodwork. Mm. So you protect Roman. You protect the talent because you don't want them just winning the Rumble just to go to Mania to just lose. Right. You protect the Mania main event and you get that interaction between Rock and Roman and you have your main event. Wow, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Now, here's my question. Yeah, see, also, you don't have to worry about the Rock getting hurt right? by throwing him in a rumble. Um, so here's the question. Are you having Roman in the ring for over an hour? Or is he going to take some rest spots and sit as the head of the table at ringside? I think you have him do a little bit of both, right? Okay. You look at it from the perspective of, if you remember when Bray, Riot, Bray Wyatt had went through the Rumble and he had those couple spots where he did the open invitation, he got on the mic. You know, there's been times where when Brock was in the Rumble as champion and Brock mm-hmm. was just tossing people left and right and he had just time to kill. So he's pandering to the crowd. You can have all of that. Because if one thing we can all acknowledge, if one thing we can all acknowledge is that... <laughs> Roman has gotten better on the mic. Absolutely. Put a mic in his hand. First person, toss them. Couple people, toss them. Wise man, I need a mic. San Antonio. Acknowledge, like, pay, play to the crowd. From there, next person. Okay, uppercut. Uppercut. Toss. Next person, toss. Get back on the mic. Keep talking. Just throw in some surprises in there because the Rumble's always, of course, big on surprises. Mm-hmm. You start throwing in some other challenges you didn't think would happen, you know, in the mix. I'm not sure who it would be or, you know, but I'm just speculating and giving out the, the broader idea. I think that's how you play it. You got to play where there's enough time to kill, to show Roman's dominant, have him play to the crowd, but then also if you need to have a rest spot where maybe he's, you know, put through a table or something, possibly. But I think at the same time, you want him to look very dominant as well. Now, can he look dominant 
if you switch that and make him number 30, where he's essentially the final boss. Hmm. I, I, I think it relies on two things. Number one, you have to, you have to have it where there's enough people in the ring for him Mm -hmm. to clear the ring. Because otherwise, if it's just, you know, he pops in and there's three other people left and he becomes the final four, not as big as the the buildup. You need him clearing the ring. You need that moment where you get the four in each corner and they get the, you know, the look happens and you go and you get that that tension along the way of like, man, he might get eliminated. Couple couple close calls, you know, things of that nature. I think number 30 puts him at a disadvantage as much as it does, you know, an actual advantage of being number 30. Okay. So now what do you do with the bloodline? Do you have them protect him throughout the night? Um, do you spread them out? You know, you got Solo, who's the enforcer. You got Sami Zayn, who's graduated from being honorary Us. And then you got the Usos. How yeah. do you, how, where do they play a part in the Royal Rumble? I think you have to bring them in sporadically throughout the match. You okay. know? Um, in a sense, it's kind of, if you think about it, where back in the day, when Evolution was running the show, mm. and it was all about protect Hunter, protect Hunter, protect Hunter. You know, you got to you gotta make sure he's good, no matter what. If he gets thrown over, do not make, make sure he does not touch the floor. Do whatever you got to do. Bring him back in. And along the way, you'll start to see that, number one, you may get some tension spots, right? You may get a little bit of miscommunication, a little bit of, you know, teasing along the Sami Zayn story a little bit more. You might get a little something with Solo, who, you know, character-wise, we know he's the enforcer, but also, like, building up his character a little bit more. You get, you know, the Usos involved. I think there's ways where you can do it where there's tension involved amongst them, but then also this palpable angst amongst the crowd of, like, is someone going to turn? Like, do you have main event Jay think, okay, this is my moment as main event Jay. I'm going to go ahead and try to eliminate the head of the table. And it comes this thing of, like, that close call of, if you specifically recall the promo, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief saying. The immediate, oh, like facts. <laughs> it's, it's that moment where he doesn't have to actually try to throw him over, but it's just the appearance of it that is looming. And it's that aha moment. The crowd goes crazy. So those little psychological cues, I think that's what helps. You spread them out, have those little points of contention, the little, those little things along the way, and eventually they'll be eliminated by someone else. Because okay. you don't want them eliminated by Roman unless Roman decides, okay, I'm just going for broke. So I love this. Um, this is the thing because full disclosure, mm-hmm. neither one of us know anything. Neither. We nope. have contacts, people we used to work with that, you know, might be very, very, very close to the situation. But yeah, we're we not dialing mm-hmm. in. Nope. Trying to figure this out. Um, I listened to Rosenberg. Shout out the the Cheap Heat podcast and that crew over there. Uh, check it out on the Ring of Wrestling. Um, and he had Sami Zayn on the show, and Sami said, "Man, I got my friends telling me, don't tell me what's going to happen next." And you know, I think I was even listening to Wrestle Rap when uh, Vin and Oma, um, I said Oma, 
Ben and Emilio both talked about, they don't even think Roman knows some of this stuff. No. And it's been such a beautiful story, long-term booking, uh, which I got some more questions to ask you about too, but just lo- the long-term booking of this. Now, I have to ask you this because like I said, I love the, this idea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we can go either way. And I, I think it's fun. Either way, I don't think anybody else should win the Royal Rumble. And I think you're on, in agreement with that. Do you see a scenario where the last person is Roman Reigns as Solo Sokoa and Solo would eliminate himself, seeing as he was the only person to willingly acknowledge the tribal chief? Hmm. That's interesting. I, and I, I know the tweet that you're referring to mm-hmm. where, you know, the question was asked because it's like, yeah, you know, Jay had to fall in line and, and Jimmy Stephanie hypes. And, and Jimmy eventually fell in line. But Solo was like, I'm here. Uh-huh. Like, I'm here from the go. You know what I'm here to do. This is what it is. I don't want to say Solo eliminates himself. Okay. I think because, number one, you want to see Solo's character build. That's the thing. Like Within the bloodline so far, we've seen this progression, right? If you had to start ranking in terms of bloodline members besides Roman and, and, and Heyman, yeah. where they are in terms of character development, you know, you would put Jay and Sammy one and two. Right. Or, or, you know, or, you know, flip it, whatever way you want to do that, you know then you would probably put Jimmy and then Solo. So I think it becomes a thing of you want to show Solo as the enforcer, but then to have him eliminate himself kind of puts to place like everything, you know, kind of puts to waste everything that he's built into that, especially in that match and in the time leading up. Because this is a very pivotal time. I mean, we have no more premium live events Mm -hmm. until the Rumble. So there's weeks and weeks and weeks of TV and weeks and weeks of house shows and opportunities across social. I mean, we've seen how WWE's integrated social into storylines and into, you know, things that we see on Mondays and Fridays. It's, you know, perfect example. We saw how Dom and Rhea went to Ray's for Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and, and then you see it start to play out, you know, on programming a little mm-hmm. bit more. So there's additive layers. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see Solo eliminating himself. I think he has to be eliminated by someone. Okay. But he has to do a lot of enforcing first. So now also, oh man, this is this is good. I'm glad we did this. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the moments where you're sitting there, you creating something, you're like, oh, that's good shit. I told you immediately, I was like, I, I got thoughts. I I'm glad, you know. you, I'm, and, and you know what, this, this is what I love about it, right? because I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you, like, replied to the story and said this, because you know me, I mean, this is how, well, when we, uh, the breakdown the fourth wall, when I was at ESPN, I remember Omar and his class of other production assistants that came in, and we found out we were both from the same city, shout out to Baltimore. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yo, what's your number? Because we need to be cool so I can help you navigate this Connecticut space. And not too many people up here that let alone look like us, but where are we from? So it was instantly a brotherhood. And yep. then I found out he liked wrestling. Oh, yeah. And then shout out to uh, Terrence, too, TW yep. talking about. T-Will. Yeah. And, you know, so 
and he just dropped the episode. Make sure y'all check that out of the Talking About podcast where he talks about Sami Zayn um, needing to be the one to throne Roman. But before we get there, because it's a lot to unpack, does the person, because we always look at the person who wins the Royal Rumble, right? But the last person, unless you're like Santino Morella in 2012, when uh, he was him in Del Rio, but usually that last person who's eliminated is kind of the other star, right? You remember when Shinsuke won the Royal Rumble? He eliminated Roman because everybody's like, oh, here we go again. It's going to be Roman. Yep. But is the person that Roman eliminates in your Royal Rumble, is it somebody that you would look at as the next guy to maybe be on his list of characters to face after, say, a WrestleMania, like into like backlash and everything? Or is it just you just throwing somebody in there? Ah, uh, that's a tough one. Um, in full honesty and transparency, that's not something that I necessarily had thought about when I pieced this part together. <laughs> so as I'm thinking about this in real time, mm -hmm. you know, let's kind of look at it from this perspective. The big obvious person that people are calling to, you know, win this rumble or at least have a great showing and a return is Cody. Mm -hmm. Do you put Cody in that situation and it makes Cody the next big star, like that whole prodigal son returning, there's more than one, you know, legendary family. There's, there's more, you know, uh, Royal family, excuse me. Like there's, do you put Cody in that position where now it puts him solely in that spot of you are in this tier of number one contender. Like mm -hmm. you had some great matches with Seth. We know who you are. We know what you've built since you left and came back. Do we immediately vault you into that position? Mm. And you then, in a sense, have a claim to say, well, you know what? Before Dwayne came in here, because you know he'll do his thing of Dwayne, before yep. Dwayne came here, I was next in line. So you could throw Cody in that mix. You could maybe have a callback to last year's Royal Rumble and mm -hmm. have it be Seth. Now, do you want Seth to do the deed? After the 2022 that Seth has had, which I will say he's the superstar of the year. Yeah. Because he's done most of that work without a title. Facts. Do you put Seth in that position? Possibly. Do you start to maybe look to put other talent, you know, from the NXT graduates in that position to help essentially now bring the, the next crop of people up? Possibly. Um... I think it's about the story they want to tell. I think that's yeah. going to be the biggest thing is I think number one, we know I would say 75%-ish without any background information and knowledge. We 75% sure as the public know we're getting rock and Roman. Yeah. It's just Look. a matter of how do we get there? Mm -hmm. Overall, you're a rock fan. How do you feel about this? Ah oh, man, that's to me, that's 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 my goat, right? That's that's uh -huh. my goat. Um that you know, for me, he was the he was the person I drew to when I when I was young and in the attitude era. The eyebrow, walking around calling people jabronis and it doesn't matter. And like so to me, mm -hmm. I'm I'm not necessarily torn because I'm at a point in my fandom where I'm 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 enjoying it. 
I'm enjoying what's happening. And I'm emotionally invested from the standpoint of like, man, this is a bucket list thing that I'm seeing. Kind of the it's the new age rock Hogan. Mm-hmm. It's it's that. So for me, seeing rock is like, man, like this also would be the great final chapter. Because as we know, he's unofficially officially retired. Thanks. But this is if there's always that one big match that brings you back, it has to have layers. It can't mm-hmm. just be, all right, top guy versus top guy. Like, you know, you look at it, it has to have story. It has to have detail. It has to be authentic. It has to be real. And how realer can it be than your cousin is across the ring from you? It can't get any more real than that. It can't get any more real than I did the family of service by helping you in 2015. You are the man now. But if you really are the man, you got to go through me. I found one of these today randomly in the store. <laughs> See? You know, it was in uh, Ollie's. $5. <laughs> so for me, I'm I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. And especially for me as a fan who is going to LA, facts. As someone who's booked his tickets on the fifty yard line, mm. I'm in there because I get to see my goat, and then I also get to see the person who I've been really just like, yo, you got it. You've been the man. You were running this thing. It's the best thing going right now. I'm here for that. That's box now, office. I'm here. Now, when that. did you become a Roman fan? I'll be honest. Yeah. I, so, uh, shout out, good brother Kahar, because Kahar and me <laughs> used to go back and forth in the days of black screening at ESPN oh, during uh, 2000. It, it was 2014. Um, after Daniel Bryan was hurt, he kept saying, "Bruh, bruh, Roman getting that belt at WrestleMania." No, nah, no, nah, man. <laughs> yeah, Roman getting that belt, and we would go back and forth, back and forth. And next thing you know, Roman was in the main event. Now we all know the heist of the century happened, and yeah. Kahar stayed with. Her. I didn't become necessarily a Roman fan until I want to say like 2017, right? Uh, I was happy he beat Triple H just because of the way that story was going. Yeah, wasn't mad that he beat the Undertaker. I know a lot of people was. The only thing I was mad about that I felt personally, we was robbed of that moment. If, well, you know, we thought that was going to be Undertaker's last match. But I remember, uh, shout out to Corey, we said, can you imagine if the Brock moment didn't happen and Roman would have been the first person to beat the Undertaker, but then also put him down for good? That, to me, would have taken him to a new level. But I would say I became more of a fan during his run when he started, you know, hitting the mid-card and rising back to the top. When did you become a fan? Man, I'm trying to I'm trying to rack my brain because for me, like, my levels of fandom kind of, or at least the evolution of my fandom always goes from, like, you see someone new come in, you're like, all right, cool, they got a look, they, you know, they're doing some things. And for me, I think it might have really been, I mean... 2015, I probably was like, eh, when he won the Rumble, just because of how it went. Mm-hmm. I think he won me over with that match with Brock before the heist of the century. Um, 
because there was something about it. I, I love the way, and for me, like my brain always goes to like producer mode, right? Right. But for me, I love the way they told that story of like he's coming through the crowd, and you can see on the back of the vest that I can, I will, and it was just like a humbling thing of like he's this upstart, right? Even though he's been around for a couple of years, but he's like this upstart, and he's in the main event. And no one thinks he can do it. And then he gets close. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we get that beautiful tagline from Brock that sold a bunch of T-shirts. And it was great to see that. But mm -hmm. I think it was like, all right, that's cool. I think when he came back around in 20, at the end of 2015, and like he had to go through it and win it back and all of that, like that was that was cool. I probably would say maybe so that Taker match. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I was you were there. there. I was there, yeah. And I remember walking up, basically ringside after the match. You know, so I had like wow. this, this 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 view of like, um, you know, as Taker's doing the the folding of the gear and Roman is posing at the bottom of the ramp. Like I have that all like ingrained in my mind, and that's you know in in the videos and such. But I look at it from that perspective of like, man, they trust him mm. that much, and I think. What really put it over the top for me in that sense was like the the raw after, the raw after, because I was there too. The raw after and that that hum, that vitriol for ten minutes, and he sat there and said nothing for ten minutes. I was in the airport when that happened. Oh my! When I tell you, like I've never experienced. I've been to a bunch of shows. I've been to a bunch of pay per views. I've been in a bunch. I've been to house shows. I've been to you know, mm -hmm. TV. I've never been in a crowd that had that much electricity in it. Wow. Like, it was one of those things where you were sitting there just like, how long is this going to go? And you're like looking at it and people are like, and as they like keep, you know, shot to shot, shot to shot, people's expressions, you can see like the literal like anger and disdain and, and sadness and all these different things. And for him to just drop that one line and leave, I was like, yeah, all right, you got me. And But I think what really got me was when he came back. Because when okay. he came back in 2020, it became more of a thing like, yo, all right, I really dig this. Like, take the vest off. And I think I said it to Kahar a few times. Actually, we were talking about this to my Kahar. I said it to him in the past. I was like, mm. the first thing you need to do, you got to ditch the vest. Exactly. Ditch the vest. And I was like, yo, Honestly, go out there and be a badass. Look like the Winter Soldier. That's what I said. Exactly what I said. He should look like the more like the Winter Soldier in a sense. You got the sleeve, right? Mm -hmm. Same way, you know, Bucky has the arm. Like, go out there. You got the you got the, the combat boots. You got the cargoes. Go out there and punch people in the mouth. And that's what he did. And I was like, finally. All right. I got what I wanted out of Roman. I'm completely invested. I'm a fan. Wow. <laughs> oh man yeah um for me yeah it was that's what it obviously went to a new level right yeah. i remember watching that SummerSlam. he comes out there and you know the tagline you never saw it coming or you'll never see yeah. it coming and when he interrupted the wwe universal championship match i said oh i like this guy and yeah. and if you ever talk about like hot shot booking a ple it was definitely then because i don't even if I'm not mistaken, I don't even think um, Payback, I think that was the pay-per-view, uh, was on the books 
for months. Like, we didn't know about it. Then it was just like, oh, yeah, next week there's a pay-per-view. And that was literally just to get the title on Roman. Yeah. And when he was with Paul Heyman, I was like, I'm fully invested in this guy, you know, and then just watching this play out. Because I think for a while I wanted to see him be a heel. And then, you know, obviously when he comes back, you know, when he talked, when he made his announcement, they had leukemia, you know, we all like felt, you know, for him. And it was like, man, like this really sucks. And, you know, to see Seth Rollins cry that night, yeah. it was just crazy. And then what I loved was then you had Ambrose turn on Rollins that night. And it just goes to show like how much everybody loved the business because like, why would you do it then? No, it made sense. But yeah. when he came back and said, I'm in remission. And I was like, all right, just don't, don't force feed him to be back on top. So, you know, even though it was like, okay, he's going to be Goldberg. He's going to be champion. I was glad that, you know, it was like a blessing in disguise. And, you know, he's been my favorite ever since, you know, and I was even thinking, I was like, Roman is slowly making his way into my top five. Yeah. I I thought the same thing. There's been conversations, you know, where we're in groups together and I started Mm -hmm. thinking about it. I'm like, and I think the the beautiful part about this is, right, Mm -hmm. literally everything goes back to that. You'll never see it coming. And we didn't see it coming when the spear happened. And I just remember Cole, who the, who the, what the hell? And it was just like, but it was so forceful in, in that moment. And I was just like, whoa, okay. He comes back, like, full beard. Man mm-hmm. got new teeth. Man, and been, you know, he's out here just like, I'm that guy. Like, exactly. And it's like, that's who you were supposed to be this entire time. And it's not to say he wasn't, but it's like, this is you. This is actually it's all we've you. been waiting for. This is what we've been wanting. And, I don't think we saw this being a run that's gone on two plus years, closing in on three. And honestly, I know we 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 go through it a lot, and you use hyperbole of like we won't probably see this again in the modern era. But like literally, I don't know if we would ever literally see this again in the modern era, mm-hmm. or at least in our current era, our present era, or future era, because this is Bruno like in a sense. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. see since we've gotten more into the sports entertainment side of it, yeah. you don't see reigns, no pun intended, but you don't see title reigns go this long. No, because we'd be bored. We want yeah. hot shot booking. And and soon as as soon as somebody wins a championship, what's the first thing we do? Who's going to take it from it? Right? Yeah. Like MJF just became the AEW world heavyweight champion and people are already saying so who's going to take it from him? yeah and honestly i don't even remember like when roman first won i don't remember people saying that and i, I maybe it was because it was the pandemic it was like was well, finally you know and we had dealt with Strowman for so long and that title reign like he was beefing with the miz and i think bray wyatt and maybe somebody else was like all right thank goodness somebody's on the belt on somebody credible but I don't think, you know, there's been the conversations now, but like Roman said in a piece with John Snowden that was done on the ringer.com, I mean, they in the second quarter and they got ways to go. And that right there is like, okay. I, and I'm still a Hulk Hogan fan. I want to see him break Hogan's record, which will take another two or three years. Um, you look at Sami Zayn and I want to transition to that next, but before we do that, let me just let remind the people that if you are going to any event, especially Raw in DC, use the promo code Wrestling Realm with your ticket purchase from SeatGeek. You can save $20. Shout out to everybody who's used that code. 
save $20 on your purchase because, you know, got to pay ticket fees and all that stuff. So $20 can help save some money there. But I want to ask you, Sami Zayn, first of all, yeah. What's your thoughts for Sammy, the honorary Us, who's now Sammy Uso? They, they haven't had that shirt yet, but you know it's coming. He's it's got coming. people feeling Usi. Uh, <laughs> some people like to call it a beautiful mistake. What do you think about Sammy Zayn? So I'll preface it with this. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I really sat down week to week to week to week and watched, you know, TV. For me, I've been more invested when it comes to the premium event. Mm-hmm. And I think part of what's, and I don't say ruined that, but part of what's changed that shift a little bit was at the time the product, you know, was, didn't captivate me as much as I would have liked it to. But then also, you can get everything through social media. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, it's kind of, and they're, you know, posting in real time and, and, and such. So like, I'm basically getting glimpses and, and things. And having that without necessarily sitting down and having to watch the full three hours. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, I think it's worked out to be a beautiful mistake. I will also say I'm not the biggest Sammy guy in the world, right? Okay. But at the same time, looking at it from the the higher perspective, right? The higher level of of its perspective and understanding. It's it's been great because... Mm -hmm. People were saying for a little bit, we're tired of this bloodline thing. We want to see Roman drop the titles. And it became like, you know, as he said, we're in the second quarter. It's like, we're in the second quarter. Like, <laughs> that was okay. Like, okay. And this and this is the second quarter. Like, all right. It's kind of helping. Now, does it completely fit? No, because he's not, you know, he's not blood. But at mm-hmm. the same time, sometimes you just stumble into something and it, it happens, you know, and you, and I think what makes it better is as you start to look back at like some of the different moments as people have posted it, where like Sammy and the Usos are in NXT and, you know, FCW and they're doing their whole thing. And it's like, okay, so Sammy's been down. Like, yeah. so you, it, it becomes a thing of like, all right, it's not necessarily about what we want all the time as the fans. It's sometimes about what the people who are actually involved want. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they want him there, cool. I mean, it's not gonna stop me. It's not gonna stop you. It's not gonna stop anybody else from being like, no, I don't want that. Or like, we can't. What are we? What are we? What, what can we do about that? Nothing. So just enjoy the ride. <laughs> like, just enjoy the ride because actually, it's been entertaining. Like, it's been very entertaining. Yeah, one of the things he said was that him and the Usos have always had a handshake, and he said now getting to do that on TV. He said like, who pulling back the curtain? Who yeah. wouldn't get along with the Usos? Um, right. <laughs> so, uh, funny story. We talked about this on um, the or the, the Survivor Series. Look back with me and Krista B. Shout out to Krista B. from Those Wrestling Girls. Her and Queen PR. Uh, make sure you check out me and Queen PR, Justin and C. Endall every Wednesday on TWG Fan Club live on Those Wrestling Girls Twitch. Uh, she said that. Um, so, funny story. After WrestleMania night one, we all went to the spot, right? And I was, I got there late because the Ubers, uh, shout out to our homeboy, my former manager. I ain't gonna put him out there because, you know, sometimes name, unknown name, you know. So we waiting to get the Uber and it's taking forever. And everybody's texting me. My phone on like a couple percent. 
And I don't know if you've ever been to Texas, uh, Dallas, but then in Arlington, it was like, you know, a 30 minute ride. So I finally get there and I'm like, I just want to sit down. I got to go to the bathroom. Then I just want to sit down. Right. So I'm sitting there and Krista's up. She's talking. Mellow Hayes is playing pool and Trick Williams is playing pool. And I remember Mellow Hayes and Wendy Chu playing. So Trick Williams like almost hits her with the pool stick. And she said it was Jimmy Uso was like, hey, man, watch it. Don't hit her. (laughs) And so like when Sammy's like, yo, everybody likes the Usos. Like, you know, I saw them, you know, backstage before the show started for um, night one when we, we was, I was getting my equipment in there for the Cody stuff. And they was like, you know, real cool. Wasn't acting like they too big to talk to anybody. And so to see him with Sammy and to see all the stuff that they are doing has been fun to watch. And yeah. I think, I know people, it's always easy to say, oh, this is getting stale, whatever, whatever. I thought Solo added a different dynamic because yeah. like, okay, so where do we go from here, right? And then you saw him and Sammy have like this, uh, bromance and it's like wait could they win the tag team titles off of the usos no you don't want to do that uh but i i'd like the fact that sammy has been injected in this and he said like for a while like this has been talk since last year's survivor series where he would kind of like get feed roman information like roman you know you need to watch out for this but they didn't know it would go this far and i know like terrence said he thinks sammy Zayn should be the one to dethrone Roman. Kaz, shout out to Kazim, has said that if he was booking, he would have a Sammy face Roman at WrestleMania. Shoemaker has even gone further and said he wasn't really sold on that, but El Generico? He would have El Generico face Roman. Omar, where are you on these takes of Sami Zayn, a potential Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns match at this year's WrestleMania? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Because you you put me on the game. Um, I did not realize these takes were flying like that. Oh yeah, they um, they they out there. It's on social media. It's clips. I've I've clipped them off <laughs> for those I, I reasons. Know Terrence's Terrence's uh, thought. I did mm-hmm. reply to that, and I said I don't think it's believable. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Mania, apps no no. Like I don't. Here's what here's here's what people need to know about me, right? Mm-hmm. I've been saying roughly for the last yearish. Protect my main event. Yeah. I don't happened. care what anybody else wants. Protect my you, main event. You said that like right after Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. I, I might have. Like, I might have I might have tweeted immediately. Like, I, actually, I think I did after he, he beat Brock. I was something along the lines of like, yes, game my main event. Fact check me because I'm pretty sure I said it like as soon as the as soon as that I'm match actually was about over. to tweet that from the Roman uh-uh, the Roman <laughs> the wrestling Roman account. <laughs> I think I said that immediately. Um, and I rarely delete things, so I'm pretty sure it's still there. Um, yeah, I'm selfish, right? So mm-hmm. it's like my main event. I rarely I pop out to Mania every so often, right? Like I popped out to Mania in 17, and part of that was you start seeing the build up in 16. You're like. Yo, this could be a really good card. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened, you know, roughly around 21. I was like, all right, we're starting to get to a point, you know, in 2021. I'm like, 
LA's coming up. This is looking like we might get Rock Roman. I'm all in. So first of all, let's protect my main event. That's that's where I'm at. Second of all, I don't put past a Sammy Roman match, okay. just not at WrestleMania. Mm. Could it happen before Mania? Maybe. Could it happen sometime after Mania? Maybe. In terms of April 1st and 2nd, absolutely not. Protect my main event. <laughs> that is where I'm at with that. Now, here's my other part, right? Because you touched on something that I've also been holding on to, and I've tossed this idea out, and I think it works as well. Mm-hmm. What's more shocking to you? I'll put it to you this way. What's more shocking to you? Option A, Roman is pinned or submitted and loses the titles. Mm-hmm. Or option B, Roman Reigns goes out to that very ring, stands there, and says along these lines, there is literally no one left. I have gone through Drew McIntyre. I have gone through Kevin Owens. I have gone through, if you want to say Seth Rollins, sure. I've gone through Seth Rollins. I've gone through El Roar Rumble. I've gone through Brock Lesnar multiple times. I've gone through Dwayne. There is no one left. So you know what I'm going to do? I leave it here. And he pulls a Jordan from 93. There's nothing left. I did a three-peat. Magic and Bird didn't do it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go play baseball. Roman's like, there's nothing left. I've been champion for three years. No one can stop me. I'm going to go home to my wife and my kids. On the island of relevancy. I should hate these words <laughs> that I'm about to say. But for the context of this, is a time honored and tradition <laughs> in which it's a way you do things. And you have to respect that time honor and tradition. So I would hate that. I think you have to make it where somebody that's believable. You, I mean, what this year would be a three-peat, wouldn't it? What it um, well, he would have to get to basically the fall-ish of 23, but, mm-hmm. but well, in terms of like, but in WrestleMania. Terms of like calendar, well, yeah, yeah WrestleMania, this would be the third WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah, third WrestleMania, so that makes it a three-peat, you know, because I thought that, well, I never thought he would lose to Brian or Edge, right? And I remember I did a show with Britt Waters, uh, shout out to the Bloodline. My bloodline. Um, and we <laughs> we had said that. I said, you know, everybody knows Daniel Bryan's my favorite wrestler, but if this dude somehow went, I am going to lose it. But I knew deep down inside, I was like, Roman just getting started. There's no way he's losing this one. Last year, edge of my seat, I wanted Roman to win. I figured Roman would win. I was glad he won. The thing about him and Brock, like, as much as people may have hated that story, or I should say the repetition of it, they told a different story. And every time you believe Brock Lesnar could win those championships. Yeah. And I think that right now, the reason why I, I don't want to see, like I said, I don't want to see Roman put the titles down just because of the time, honor, and tradition. But I think I've always said the person's got to be somebody who's ready, right? 
Seth mm-hmm. Rollins has a claim, and they've done a great job at protecting that because Roman has never beat Seth for the championship. One, two, three. Even last year at the Rumble, he got disqualified. And right. Seth reminded everybody that of that at Access on the morning of night two. And they said, well, you know, he's, I beat both Brock and Roman, you know, so I got a claim. So I, I think you could go there. I would. I think a Seth Rollins win over Roman Reigns of this era would take Seth Rollins into new heights, even into now. See, I got another question for you. But, but after I make this point, even into like a new stratosphere, as high as he is, right? It yeah. crosses over his appeal. I think of Cody Rhodes, for obvious reasons, right? And Cody's yeah. been far away from Roman for so long, and this Cody hasn't been there, so it would make sense. Right. I at one point thought Braun Breaker was the guy. However, he hit a wall for me personally. I'm looking at him like, okay, he's hit a wall. He's got to break through another landscape before he's even ready. Right. Now, my question about Seth Rollins for you. So to, to, to make your point, I, he's got to, I, I want him to get his shoulders pinned. I want to see him get put down one, two, three, or I'd rather see him get put down one, two, three, even if it's a screwy finish just so that you can, you know, anoint the next person. But so before we get into the next topic, but just mm-hmm. to my, my point of that is like, it's the most audacious thing. It, it right? is though. It, it's it's this thing of like, I get it, it's the time on a tradition, but at some point, a tradition only becomes a tradition because you do it over Ooh, and over that's, and That's over a good again. point. Once you break the stigma and break the cycle, once you break that, it's, it's fair game. So break it. He's like, the only person who could do that, I tell you that. It wouldn't make sense for anybody else in wrestling. Yeah, I think he's the only person who could do it. And also, just looking at it at that time, let's say he gets to, let's just say hypothetically speaking, he gets to the actual third year anniversary of this title. Mm-hmm. Right? And he just decides, I'm done. <laughs> right? Number one, it keeps him from getting pinned, right? Because I, I think there's a, a section of people who probably wouldn't want to see him pinned, right? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it gives him the ability to come back and say, you know what? Yeah, I, I was on the farm for a little bit and I wasn't really feeling it. So you know what? I'm here to take the titles I never lost, which also conveniently is how we got here in the first place. Mm-hmm. The titles I the title I never lost. So, and it's a thing that is so bold and audacious that it's like, all right, children, y'all go run and play along. Like, I've done what I need to do. I'm here. Like there's the top of the mountain, and then there's me. Like right. that's that to me is kind of dope. Where it's just bold, and then it sets up a, a period of time. Could you imagine it? Like if we're talking the Jordan analogy, you imagine mm-hmm. if he comes back after this dropping the title willingly and comes back, and it just goes on another crazy run. Like I, yeah. I mean, and it doesn't have to be nearly as long. But let's say it's a year or a year and a half, or a couple manias, like two manias. People are gonna be like, yo. This dude legitimately has claimed to be the GOAT at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I see, but I think with this one, it's you know, this rain has been so good. You know, it's been so good when you look at it that I think that, you know, I wouldn't want to break it. You know, and sure. With the Usos. They found a way, 
Uso, Sami Zayn, and Solo, they found a way to keep like Roman on the show without being on the show. Because you know when he lose when they lose or something, the first thing, oh boy, Big Uso is watching. Yeah. You know, I think what's crazy out of the whole situation is how inside the family he's like propelled himself, even though they're like a couple months apart, as like the big big cousin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he literally is like that's the thing. Like we we have cousins who are closer in age, or you know, some of us. My, mm-hmm. my perfect example: my nephew is two years older than me. Like, mm. it's one of those things of like, sometimes you have, you know, we look at Eddie and Chavo. Sometimes you have that big brother-ish figure, but you're cousins or, but you've grown up close in age and, you know, whatever the case is. So I, I like that they're able to do that, but it also leaves it a place where Romy can then say, I'm putting it now on you all. I'm yeah. putting it now on Jay. I'm putting it on Jimmy. I'm putting it on Solo. Putting it on Sammy. I'm also putting it on the locker room. Step up. Yeah. And it's not to say that they haven't, right? I'm not saying like any, like I'm not saying anybody's merits, right? I'm just saying more for, more so from the character perspective of like, take it. I'm giving you this opportunity. You couldn't take it from me. So the least you could do is take it while I'm not here. Because when I come back, you're not getting this back. Mm-hmm. You, you look at it from the perspective, like I said, again, if you're talking Jordan analogy. People people love to do the whole thing of well, he lost to the Magic in the semifinals and da da da. All right, what do you do with a first full season? Um, MVP. Uh, <laughs> he went on vengeance. Starting another, starting another three P. Like so, like best record at the time, seventy two and ten. Like the same thing can happen. It's kind of like we if if you are the goat, you're already making a convincing case. Right. Uh, Michael's uh, career is split roughly into two careers. You can take yeah. his bold stands of 13 years and split that into two years as two different careers as Hall of Fame worthy. Uh-huh. You can do the same thing to Roman. Take Roman, take this bloodline esque line, right? You have the bloodline line, uh storyline. Take that as part one. If we're in the second quarter, this is part one in the second quarter. Or second quarter of part one. You come back. You do it a little differently. You don't have to have the entire bloodline. You can just have Roman and Paul. Yeah. You know, it could just be this thing of like, and I'm just going to mold through everybody again. And this is act two. It's almost in that sense of like, think of Hollywood rock just with the titles. You know, I was going to say though, with Roman, you can even make an argument that you got the big dog versus the bloodline, the head of the table. You know, like he's had essentially two careers. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, this is crazy. Uh, and let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. I heard, um, you know, it said that when you look at Seth Rollins and you look at Roman Reigns, you kind of see Seth Rollins as the wrestler's wrestler, the wrestling fan's wrestler. Would you, do you see, I know you was young, but you've watched enough wrestling. You've gone back and you've done your history. Would you see Roman Reigns being the Hulk Hogan, the Seth Rollins being the macho man when it's all said and done 20 years from now and people start talking about their favorites? Mm, that's that's a good that's a good one. That's good. I, I, I look at it from like that's damn, that's a really good one. <laughs> yeah, like um, when you ask people nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. I, well, first of all, hot take, maybe not such a hot take. I personally believe a lot of people's 
Macho Man's on a lot of people's lists because he died earlier than what people wanted, right? I, I feel like when before 2011, people liked Macho Man, but they wasn't quick to say he was their favorite. But then, you know, we lose him tragically, especially when it was like, it felt like him and the WWE was finally getting to a place where he was going to come home, right? We saw the commercial for the video game. But then all of a sudden, you know, he dies and, oh, yeah, Macho Man's my favorite. This and I was like, well, y'all wasn't saying that when he was with Jay Lethal on screen or he was doing stuff in TNA. It's like, oh, what's he doing here, you know? Um, but you hear a lot of people, and most of the time who people who say that, you, you they look like, you know, the people who, like, love the collar and elbow of the IWC of the indies. And then when people say they're Hogan fans, you know, they're kind of like, you know, me who like the the sports entertainment side over the wrestling side. Like, I love the wrestling, obviously, but it's the sports entertainment that's going to draw me. And, um, you know, so now I'm like, is this what it's going to be like 20 and 30 years from now when you ask people who are their favorites and they say Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns? Yeah, I mean, I think about even the sit-down that Seth did with Ariel, and, you know, he kind of talks about that, you know, it, it to a degree. I, mm. I, I get it. And I can see it. I can I can see that happening. I can also see it as, and this is this is, I don't want it to sound like a dig to Macho Man because I personally do love Macho Man. Like, yeah, and I've, I've said that as a kid. Like I've done that. Like, oh yeah, yo. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Love that, right? I look at it, and if I'm going to, you know, look at it from more from my generational standpoint, it becomes a little bit of like Rock and Hunter, right? Mm. Mm. Where like. Yeah, like Rock was the guy who was on Saturday Night Live and he was the guy who was on late night TV and he had the movies and we put the championships on and then he was the guy that you know, mm -hmm. right? But then Triple H was the guy who had to get it from the mud a little bit. And that's not to say Rock didn't, but I'm just saying, it being the thing like, you got to get it from the mud. You got to go from terrorizing to... <laughs> You know, it's a Hunter S. Helmsley, it's a Triple H, and you gotta. It's my time, and it's you know, Sean dropped the ball, and I am I'm taking this is my DX Army, and you take that and you parlay that into a beautiful 2000 with Mick and Steph off the heels of you know Armageddon '99, and you go into all of a sudden you look up and it's like, yo, Hunter's the guy, like Hunter's the guy. By the time Bischoff comes and hands him the big gold belt, like yo, Hunter's the guy, right? Mm -hmm. But he was there every single week, unless he was injured. And, and so if you look at it from that perspective, it's like Roman and Rollins both have the titles. They both yeah. have the, the accolades, right? They're on even footing. It's just that Seth has been, I would say in a sense, you look at him more as the wrestler's wrestler, more sustainable across that time period. Roman is now at a place of such stature where he's more like Rock, where he can disappear if he wants to, and he can take breaks here. I mean, how many times do we, you know, wait a few weeks in between after pay-per-views to see Roman on TV again? You mm -hmm. know, it's one of those things where he can kind of come and go. So I look at it more of that, you know, Rock, Macho, I mean, excuse me, um, Hogan, Macho, yes, but more so uh, in my generation standpoint, I look at it more of like a Rock Hunter. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, <clears throat> You can even make, well, if if Ambrose would have drew money, personality, you could say he's the stone cold of this, you know. Yeah. It, like if the if Rock, Austin, and Hunter would have came together, they would have been the shield. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, man. 
Yeah, uh, Omar, definitely appreciate you coming on, man. Any uh, final takes? Oh, man. Um, protect my main event. That's the <laughs> biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Uncle Hunter, I'm looking at you. Protect my main event. Hey, he almost protect recruited you. Protect my main event. He, he tried to recruit you, so. He, he did try to recruit me. I, <laughs> I should have took that offer up. Um, I kind of regret it to this to this day. Um, I mean, I don't think it's too far gone, you know. I don't think, delayed I don't think ain't it's denied. It's got to jog his memory a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kept I kept that uh, montage that he liked. It's on my phone, so I have it at all times. There you it's, go. You know, just you know, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what Ellie looks like. I want to enjoy meaning as a fan first before we try to maybe knock on that door. Okay, um, but man, yeah, protect my main event. I'm having fun with this. Like this yeah. is fun to me. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna probably see me up there night one. I'm a my, night one. I might have my Roman shirt on. I need. I, also, I need them to get my my, my guy some some. Some like merch that's like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Okay, like, I I need them to. The merch is cool, but I need I need a little more. I need a for real. More. I need a little more. Okay, I need, I need a little more. I got a Weedle One shirt on the way. I got the Bloodline shirt. I got two Bloodline shirts. The one with Heyman, you know, and then the one, with the red one where they, yeah. you know, throwing their hands up. So yeah, I gotta get some more. I got a head of the table. I was like, I should have bought the acknowledge me, but. Now it's older. I'm gonna wait till it drop in a little bit more in price. But yeah, Roman, I definitely got a lot of his shirts. Which yeah, I need, I need a little, a little more there. And then you're also pretty sure you're gonna see me Sunday night in a like a vintage rock tee, like you know. Okay. That's like, but make no mistake, I'm I'm cool with the finish regardless on that night. Mm. So just know, like, my eyebrows going up, my my eyebrows are up definitely. Mm-hmm. And I will say also this one thing. It's a final thought. Um, Hollywood Rock. I need that. I need Ooh. that for this match. Wow. I need that for this match. I mean, we never thought we would get Drew's music. And they did it so perfectly. That was also the closest I thought he was to losing. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I, I, I watched that. And like I felt the angst. And I was like, yo, he and Karthik. Karthik was crazy. Like mm-hmm. that entire thing was crazy. And I was sitting there like, I'm like, yo, he might actually lose this thing. And granted, I've been calling for solo for months before that. So like yeah. it it fit perfectly. But I was just like, yo, as soon as I as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh shit, he really might win this. <laughs> I, I, I told people, um, and last year, shout out to the Mac Mania podcast, we did a thing where it was like, okay, everybody dropped their um hot takes. And mine was, this was in December. I said, Roman Reigns will walk in the 2023 as champion, 2022 as champion, and he will walk out of 2022 as champion. And I said, if any time I feel like my hot take is in jeopardy, my bold statement is this one. <laughs> uh, but watching that, and then, it, woo, the solo showed up at the right time. Yeah. And the elders sent him. The Will elders. that elder have been the rock only time will tell there we go (laughs) ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us on this episode of break it down with brian h omar i definitely appreciate you coming through man uh let the people know where they can find you yeah i'm on twitter i'm on instagram um omar sito xo that's a very 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 special nickname. Don't no one make fun of me for that as much as they try to. I know it. 
Um, but yeah, that's uh just you know one of my one of my nicknames there. But you'll find me on Twitter and IG. Um, I'm I'm in the mix. I'm always I'm either laying low or I'm popping out and I'm talking noise. But either way, <laughs> it's all it's all fun, you know. Absolutely, man. Well, we definitely uh you know definitely gotta get people making sure they follow you. The ones who don't already. Uh, this has been fun, man. And uh, like I said, definitely appreciate you coming through. But ladies and gentlemen, until the next time. Make sure you are following the Wrestling Realm on all social media platforms. Be on the lookout for the new merch drop. Uh, make sure you um, subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon, you get exclusive content, minimum $1. And until the next time, folks, we out. <laughs>